Welcome to the Steel Man Podcast, where we take a 15-minute look at a news story and try to have an honest conversation about it. We're the Steel Men. My name is Will, and with me is Jay. Say hi, Jay. Hello, Will. Jay, after seeing Trump spending three nights at Walter Reed before rising again, who did it better, Trump or Jesus of Nazareth? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I think um, I'm going to give this one to the old H. Christ. He actually did die, and, and Trump only just got sick. But that's a good question. Well, I don't know. There's those pictures being on life support in the hospital. You never see his face, but you can see his hair, so he might have died. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you well, think Jesus Christ is rethinking his second coming after seeing Trump's comeback? <laughs> maybe, maybe, he'll, uh, maybe he'll put it off for a while so that Trump doesn't steal his thunder. Uh, today we're going to talk about Trump's uh, recovery and the speech he gave to America uh, I think it was on national television. I, I don't. I don't remember. I found it on the BBC. But I'm going to read some excerpts from it, uh, and then we're going to talk about it for a little bit. So the first expert was: Don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid of it. You're going to beat it. The second thing was: Don't let it take over your lives. And third is a little bit longer, so just bear with me. As your leader, I had to do that. I know there is a danger, but I had to do it. I stood out front. I led. Nobody that's a leader would not do what I did. I know there's a risk, there's a danger, but that's okay. And now I'm better. Maybe I'm immune. I don't know. But don't let it dominate your life. Get out there. Be careful. We have the best medicines in the world. They have all happened very shortly, and they're all getting approved. The vaccines are coming momentarily. Thank you very much. So I, I did cut out some stuff, but it was just kind of like, you know how he is. He's repetitive. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, but when you said, I was going to say, when you said... Uh his speech to America, this was a speech to Trump supporters uh, more than anything. Hey, they're part of America too. Well, he, he, of course, to Trump, America is only people who support him. Probably. <laughs> so is the, after hearing these three things, um, do you think this was irresponsible of him? Do you think he put people's lives in danger? Do you think he is going to put people's lives in danger? Do you think his followers are going to follow him blindly? Take this at face value, you know, just analyze it how you see it and just tell me what you think. And then um, do you think there's also, to be fair to him, a point being made here that can be used to maybe criticize Joe Biden and maybe people on the left who uh, may be on the opposing side of what his message is here? I think... Trump gave himself COVID on purpose just so he could defeat it and then claim that he beat COVID. But no, um, a- I mean, honestly, I don't see I don't see how this can really affect Biden. I think it will give Trump's base a boost. I mean, it'll give them something to point at and say, look at that. That's a strong man right there. And look at look at how good of a leader he is. Look at him sacrificing uh, his health to do his job. And as far as, I don't know, man, as far as like, is it going to hurt anybody? Is it going to put anybody in danger that wasn't already in danger before? I, I doubt it. I mean, maybe, yeah, some, someone somewhere might take this as the thing that sends them over the edge and then, and that, uh, makes them go out and be reckless and not, not worry about it. I don't know. It'd be hard to imagine that that's the thing that will send people who were, you know, who were waffling on taking it seriously. Aren't people's minds already made up? Like, haven't you already decided how seriously COVID is by now? There is an argument. Let me do Trump a favor here and say, it's very true 
that if you are sick, positivity helps you. You should want to be told um, that you're going to beat it and you should get support. If you look at it from that angle, in some way, it's good for our leader uh, or any leader to be positive. We have plenty of other people telling us how terrible things are. What good is Trump doing by being alarmist at this point, injecting fear into people? I don't know that it would really make all that much of a difference. But, of course, on the other hand, isn't there undoubtedly going to be people who just follow along with what he says, who take this as a, as a sign to go out and be reckless and end up getting someone sick or killed who wouldn't have otherwise gotten sick or killed. If that, if you were to tell me that that has happened and you can, and you can prove it, like somebody out there will know somebody else who will take a risk after they saw this. And you can say they wouldn't have done that. If Trump had gotten up and said, take this seriously, wear your mask, be careful. Don't do things you don't need to do. Um, but yeah, that would never happen. I mean, that's not even in his dictionary to reverse course on anything he's ever said. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that you can't prove or disprove. The idea that it, it's a really hard argument to say that nobody is going to take what he said and run with it and get themselves hurt. It's just that's something I'll never be able to prove. But at the same time, to take it as a given is also kind of absurd to me. So to me, when I have this type of situation, it's like it's not even a point worth arguing about. And people who do argue about it are being extremely hyperbolic. And I think we're in that stage of the pandemic where it's now very more, it's very much more about partisanship than it is about the sickness anymore. So I think people are, are definitely being hyperbolic for the showiness to 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 be part of the resistance. But when I do, if I'm going to read what he read or what he what he said, there are some parts of it that I think are obviously pitfalls for criticism. I think when he says, "Don't be afraid of it, you're going to beat it," that might give people like if you're a young person and you take this to heart, then I think this is who he's talking to probably. Like if you're a young person, don't be afraid of it. You're going to beat it. That means, yeah, you're young. If you're healthy, you'll get sick. It'll be horrible, but you'll beat it. But if it's like a 75-year-old woman who's extremely sick, recovering from, I don't know, cancer or something, that person, if she tried to take that advice, would likely die, I think. I think the odds are she's going to die. And then the other part I think that he was kind of irresponsible about was, and now I'm better. Maybe I'm immune. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I personally don't know anything about the sickness and how, how if you get it, are you immune to it later? I don't know if anybody knows the answer to that. And obviously he doesn't. But even though he throws the I don't know, I think, I think that was one of those things where he said something and in his mind immediately knew he went too far and tried to cancel it with an I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I can't hold it I'm against him completely. Trump, though. Yeah, I can't hold him against. He's consistent in talking in this simplistic terms that I don't know. I'm used to it now. I, I so I think people who aren't or are pretending not to be used to it and try to like read into things and apply intent to it are being extremely disingenuous, and I wouldn't trust those people. And when I say that, I mean the media. The media is terrible when it comes to this stuff. Oh, yeah. Dissecting anything he says 
even if it's in a planned speech, uh, but especially if he's just talking off the cuff, it's it's a worthless exercise. There's no point in it. I mean, you you do it for the people out there who just like who are in the game, the politics game of criticizing Trump or just criticizing the other side. You know, when Obama was any president, especially in the last you know couple of decades. People do this. Like if maybe it's they consider it their job to take a speech and find the ways, the, the exact words they use and the phrases they use could be good or bad. I will say this: him saying he's a he's immune, he doesn't know. I mean, that, you just asked earlier, like, or you just mentioned earlier, you develop an immunity to it. From what I understand, that's something we don't fully know yet. There's evidence that. We do develop antibodies. Uh, Trump developed antibodies. He had a few different treatments. There's a really common steroid that he got uh, called, I'm not going to try to pronounce it, but it's, it starts with a D. And then there's remdesivir is a, uh, is a treatment that's pretty common. But supposedly he got some sort of antibody treatment that, um, like that's something the president of the United States would get that your regular person wouldn't necessarily get, right? So he may have become immune, but that doesn't mean anybody else is going to get the same treatment and end up with immunity. We really don't know that yet. Uh, we, uh, some people have gotten it twice, though. Like, that's true. Have you heard? Have you? Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you... Uh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, some yeah. people have gotten it twice but clearly some people develop antibodies for it. Yeah, it's just, we still haven't... There's still but is it like chicken pox? Like, where it's like you're... It's very unlikely you'll get it twice, but there are people who have gotten it twice? Yeah, it, would, it could be something like that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or it could be a, something where you might become immune to it for a couple of months and then lose your immunity. And, like, I'm going to quit talking about this because I don't know enough about it, but that's part of the reason... We should generally take it seriously, even if it turns out to not be quite as difficult to deal with, is because right. we just don't know. I want to talk about how this could be, his words and how it can be used to criticize Joe Biden. Uh, so I think the phrases I want to pull out of this is, say, the part where he says, don't let it dominate your life. Uh, he says this twice, maybe three times, but I record it twice. He said, don't be afraid of it. Don't let it take over your lives. Those are the, the key phrases I want to, to take out of this speech. And I want to do that because there is a debate whether our reaction has been a little too much. Uh, and I know that Joe Biden stands on the on the side of it doesn't hurt to overreact or come at it strong. Uh, he's talked about needing uh, supporting a nationwide mask mandate. Uh, he said on ABC that he would even support shutdowns and he would listen to the scientists when it comes to that. And Vox reports that Biden's plan would uh, also, it, it says it would also back uh, new lockdowns. So I think if this is their side and that's what they're in favor of, and maybe maybe the argument is this isn't necessary, that obviously this is a dangerous virus for a certain segment of people, mainly old people with health problems, I guess, just other groups of people with health health issues that they, that's dangerous to them, right? So maybe those people should take extra precautions 
but the average person like myself, you, like maybe we don't have to worry about it as much because if we get sick, it will be bad, but we'll recover. And is it worth all the jobs we're losing, all the businesses that are that are closing? Is it worth all that? Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I think that those that would be if you wanted to be generous, if you wanted to take those that nuance out of his argument, that's a weird thing to do. But there's a nuance there. Maybe <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to grow it and give it to him. I say maybe that that's a that's a I think that's a pretty good criticism. OK, I have a couple of thoughts about as regards how it could hurt Biden. Yeah, again, I, you know, I still think there's just so little that can make a difference uh, at this point in the race. Although I will say, since the first debate, Biden's numbers seem to have gone up a little bit, but they'll probably go back down a little bit. They've been really steady. If you look at polls for like the past year, ever since we've known it was going to be Biden versus Trump, things have hardly changed. As far as the the balance between trying not to get ourselves sick and and trying not to spiral our, our economy down, it's silly not to recognize that a bad economy hurts and kills people, right? If the economy tanks, people will suffer and die. Like that's that's pretty much that's a guarantee of when you look back at any economic depression or recession, people suffer when an economy tanks. And yet if we didn't uh, at least overreact some at the beginning, I mean, it could have been worse. This, so this is what I think the, the point is with the whole how much we react to it. Now we know a lot more um, ab- that it's about the virus in general. Like it's airborne. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't seem to pass much on surfaces. It seems to be an indoor airborne virus that's far and away uh, the most likely way to pass it back and forth. Now, exactly what percentage chance is it that you're going to save a life if you wear a mask? It's probably incredibly low. But wearing masks is the thing that you do to help to some degree. I think that was pretty good. Any last thoughts? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I do have one more thing. Well, we're out of time. (laughs) 